Yuma and welcome. I'm Phil McAuliffe. I'm the loneliness guy, and this is Connection Over Coffee. This is a podcast that proudly serves and supports gay men experiencing loneliness and helps them take steps to getting the authentic connection they need and deserve. It's also proudly recorded, edited, and uploaded in Canberra, Australia's capital city, on the traditional country of the Ngunnawal people. And I humbly acknowledge and pay my respects to elders past, present, and emerging. I'm glad you're here. So, make yourself comfortable, and I'll go get us some coffees. Here you go. Welcome to episode 46 of this podcast. We're going to be joined shortly by Angelo Floresco, an audience member from Vancouver, who's reflecting on dating and how he dated in the past manifests in his loneliness now. I'll introduce Angelo in a sec, but before we get too far into the episode, I want to remind you that you're brave and courageous, and I think you're awesome. As a gay man, it's highly unlikely that you've sought out and then listen to podcasts or watch videos on YouTube about loneliness unless you've come to the realization that you're experiencing loneliness. And that realization can be very uncomfortable because the stigma and shame you feel is real and it takes a lot of courage to even engage with the subject. So if you're coming back for another coffee and a chat with me or this is your first time, I'm proud of you and I'm grateful to you for joining me. As the loneliness guy, I'm all about destigmatizing gay loneliness and helping you and other gay men around the world get the kind of soul-nourishing connection you need and deserve through my website, thelonelinessguy.com. Go check out the website through the links in the episode description and you'll see details of how you can get me right by your side as a connection mentor through my one-on-one connection starter pack or in my connection support group calls as well as the details of other coaches and human connection experts with whom I've partnered to help you. Friend, my services are all designed to help and serve you learn from your loneliness and help you begin the path back to the connection that you need and deserve. If you find yourself stumped, challenged, or triggered by the questions I ask or topics I cover in this podcast, take that as a strong hint, well, take it as the strong hint that it is, and go check out my services and allow me to help you learn from your loneliness and to help you get that soul-nourishing connection that you need and deserve. So, let's get into the episode. As I said, I'm all about destigmatizing gay loneliness. If we're going to do that, and if you're to feel like you're not alone as the beautiful gay man you are who's experiencing loneliness, we're going to have to talk about loneliness, explore it, and say the word loneliness as often as possible. We need to smash the stigma of loneliness so you don't feel alone. Smashing that societal stigma means that you don't fear the judgment and you no longer believe the stories you're telling yourself about being broken and the fear of not feeling worthy of love and belonging. You're about to join Angelo and I for the conversation. Angelo started following me on Instagram a few months ago. He responded to the welcome I extended to him and, like many of my followers on Instagram, we had a chat. He shared that he was beginning to realize how things he missed out on doing when he was younger, like dating as his straight friends were, led him to trying to find connection in ways that didn't serve him earlier in life. Now in his 40s, Angelo realized that not learning how to be in a relationship when younger has contributed to the loneliness he experiences today. I'll ask Angelo to, rem- to introduce himself shortly, but 
a reminder. The content that we're about to talk about, about intimacy, the concept of enoughness and worthiness and other issues to do with loneliness might be triggering for you and what is your experience of loneliness and disconnection. That's okay. It's tough to sit with our loneliness, but we must sit with it if we are going to work out what connection we've been missing. It's why I'm here and what I do for you. You're about to enter a beautiful, safe space. Please, a reminder to listen respectfully and with an open mind and an open heart. This is not a place for judgment or shame, rather a continued place for curiosity and a celebration of our shared humanity. So, are you comfortable? You nice and comfy? Let's get into it. Angelo Floresco, welcome to Connection Over Coffee. How are you right now? What are you, what's going on? <laughs> I'm well, I'm good. It's it's a Monday here in Vancouver, uh, Monday evening. Uh, I feel I feel good. Coffee's inside the body. Um, I'm awake, I'm alert, and I'm ready to, uh, to chat. Excellent. <laughs> we can do great things with awake and alert. Um, so before we, before we jump right on in uh, and talk about some of the things that came up um, through your, your awesome blog post, and listener, viewer, if you've not read it, there's links in the episode description. Angelo, who are you? I ask myself that every day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm a 45-year-old fella living in Vancouver, uh, born and raised. Uh, I come from a background of some pretty strong religious parents. Um, so my journey uh, with my uh, sexual identity has been, uh, you know, a bit of a challenge back when I was younger. But thankfully, um, you know, I have parents now that who are, you know, understanding. Uh, so I do have a good, a good family background uh, with a little bit of bumps in the road, I guess you could say. Um, I'm working here out of out of Vancouver for the uh, transportation um, uh, company here. And um, yeah, I just kind of wanted to open the floor and, and just talk about the uh, the idea of um, how people of my generation um, may have been kind of ripped off in, in a sense of not having a part of their uh, teenage years uh, being developed properly through um, that teenage dating that we kind of see uh, in the movies. Yeah, yeah. This this is really good. Thank you for, for sharing that. And, and uh, you know, if you are a listener, I will share that uh, Angelo, like I was sent something to Angelo yesterday with, you know, some of the directions, some of the issues that I wanted to, to talk about. And uh, the first thing was like, you know, tell us about yourself. Uh, and Angelo's like, how do I answer that? Um, and, um, <laughs> and, and I said, you know, it's, it's up to you where you take it. It's up to you where you take it. And it's funny when, when asked that, and I, I want to just sort of share this, this, um, uh, this, this reflection. And, you know, I shared with you, Angelo, that when I'm asked that question, it's, I often sort of just freeze, like deer in headlights, you know, it, it really is just like, I don't know, I'm kind of like everything and I'm, yeah, like how do you encapsulate yourself? And it's almost a trick question. It's almost yeah, a trick I, question. I just have to remind myself, you know, don't tell them my credit card number and my passport number and then we're good. That's everything else on the table. <laughs> Yeah, that's no. really the only thing I should aspire to do. Everything else is fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a very valuable life lesson, uh, almost financially that's, that's valuable too. A, a good parameter to set when uh, you know introducing yourself. Yeah, yeah, right. Well done. Well done. So, 
yeah, one of the things, because um, it's interesting where, where we take that. And yeah. I used to take that to what I did as a job. Sure. And, you know, because that was my identity. It, it is. You're, you're there 40 hours a week. It kind of consumes you in a way. It owns you. So and it's, a, it's a big part of your life. Um, mm. But uh, I, I've noticed now that uh, now that I'm in my 40s, it's it's not really that part that um, owns me. It's 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 me that, that owns owns the, the stage kind of thing. So, uh, you know, quality of life is important. What I'm doing outside of work is important. Um, yeah, mm. that's kind of my take. The wisdom of middle age. <laughs> the more gray hairs that come out, the more I have these enlightened moments. It's, yeah. it's the light. It's the light coming out of my, my uh, follicles now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's what it is. I'm incandescent yeah. then. Like if if that's what gray hair is. Uh, but yeah, you and totally. I. It's just you and I are the same age. Out. We're the same age. You're seventy seven. Born in seventy seven. Yeah, yeah. I'm not seventy seven, but uh, yeah. No, sorry, I, had to re- I had to rephrase that for a second. Yeah. Like whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, forty five. Okay. 45 cool. and and so so I'm, I'm i'm excited to have this kind of uh, this conversation um because i think you you touched on a question that i wanted to ask um and first of all before i before i go on i just want to say how much i love and admire your courage and your bravery because and i i invite you to to like almost bathe in that because one of the things that we can do, particularly when we're experiencing loneliness, is when someone pays us a compliment, we can kind of just sort of bat it away, uh, deflect it, use humor, use like, oh, no, no, it was nothing. We can downplay it. We can, you know. So when, when, when we receive a compliment, um, that can be almost a very uncomfortable feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think... Yeah, go. go. Oh, sorry. I just part part of it for me when it comes to things like this, it's it's also it's just um when the negative comes your way, you, you deflect it, you, you shut it down, and also for me, I found on the flip side, I shut it down when it's positive as well too. It's just it's just a way to stop any sort of external, uh, whether it's good or bad, to affect me. So it kind of <laughs> it, it's not uh, the the best strategy in a way, I guess, because you do want to, you know focus on, on, on the positive, but of course there is something good to be taken out of the, the negative too, as long as it's delivered in a constructive way, I guess. Yeah. But that's not always the case these days. <laughs> I think that's a really, really, um, like it's an excellent point, Angelo, because I, th- I see this all the time. I see this all the time. And this is wanting to numb the negative or avoid the negative. Yep. And Brene Brown says this all the time. But when we want to avoid the negative in life, we end up avoiding the positive too. Yeah, totally. Yeah, just make it completely numb across the board, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so I want to say, well, I want to repeat what I what I said in in you know your I you know I love and admire your courage because it's not easy sharing things about yourself. And add to that the topic of loneliness and and how loneliness shows up. And because there's such a social stigma to loneliness and there's a stigma to gay loneliness on top of that, um, that and, and we live in such a, a relentlessly positive society, um, 
where, you know, we're only allowed, it feels, to show up in the world in a happy, positive way. Um, and and we're not allowed to have problems. They, they have to be challenges. And, and people, people only want to see you uh, at your best, you know, in a way. Uh, they don't want to see all, all the... The, the cracks and all that that's what that's what they're drawn to but then also it's it can um it can it can inspire um some some bad things too um yeah yeah i don't know if that makes sense but yeah absolutely and and we don't show up in the world because we fear we fear what might be yep. and i say to that that yep some bad things might happen might happen some good things might happen too and by being us in the world and being connected to ourselves, to those most important to us and to our communities, we can actually call on our connection and the strength of our connection to get support when the bad happens. Because we, we tend to want to, uh, to, to to manage through the bad ourselves. You know, all quietly, tidily, all that kind of stuff. And, of course, that's crap. <laughs> whether, whether we want to or maybe it's just something we're, we're used to, you know. I, yeah. I know for myself it's kind of been, um, yeah, I've had to solve a lot of my own problems, have the conversations with myself. It's interesting. I, I read this somewhere recently. I, I wish I, I remember where it came from. <laughs> but uh, there was this mention that people who talk their problems out uh, out loud like i do like they, they think out loud it's typically because they come from a childhood where they didn't really have anyone to um you know to uh, to talk to about their problems so they'll talk out loud almost as if they're having a conversation with themselves to solve their own problems and figure figure stuff out which i and i'm like well, I, I do that first of all and yes that does kind of uh tap into uh my, my experience growing up yeah yeah which is yeah it's always good uh, and, 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 and it's good and it's always a privilege to hear that kind of mental sort of scratching out, like the mental jotting down the sort of, it's always, it's always a, a privilege. Um, because we do that when we know that we're feeling safe and, you know, and, 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 and you know, not judged. What I want to ask, Angelo, is what, what, what made you want to share your story or this part of your story of life uh, in writing the blog about how dating or not dating when a teenager is showing up now in your mid forties. Yeah. It's something that's kind of always been in the back of my mind. It's been like this kind of, you know, what if, uh, what if I had that uh, opportunity? And I think the, the catalyst recently where it really went from the back of my mind to the front was uh, this the show that I saw on Netflix called Heartstopper. And for, for those of you who haven't seen it, mind you, I haven't finished the whole series yet myself, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's this really cute uh, uh, high school teenage romance story about two young boys finding love. One, uh, one guy is, is openly out and one is, is not, and I guess he's on his path of discovery. And again, I haven't seen how it concludes, but it just, it, you know, it's watching that just kind of, um, made me realize wow, I never had this opportunity to experience this and how cool would that have been to, you know, uh, I'm, I'm so glad that stuff like this is on TV. This is great. This is huge. And 
even if I didn't have a chance to experience this growing up, even to just be able to see something like this on TV in my teenage years would have been uh, uh, amazing, you know, just to have that idea of representation and, uh, you know, seeing something on TV like that can, can be pretty powerful and really start some discussions and, and, and self-reflection. So I'm, I'm so glad that we're getting to a point where this is, you know, uh, it's not a taboo subject. It's not bad to think about this or talk about this or display this. Mm. Um, but on the flip side, I do, <laughs> I, I, I do feel for myself a little bit kind of ripped off. I do wish um, that I had a chance to experience that because I think it would have helped me with my uh, development in, in, in just kind of experimenting and, and, and going through the, um, the whole dating process because I, I feel like I'm just terrible at it. Ah. <laughs> I don't, I don't you know, I, I, I haven't had a long-term relationship. Um, I think the most I've been through is like, you know, two or three dates. And I just, it's almost like, I, I don't know what to do. What's next. Uh, uh, it's like, I feel like I have to follow this script, but I don't know what the script is. And mm. I, I'm, I'm obviously doing some sabotaging here. Cause I just, I just feel like I don't have the, the, the experience or the know-how what to do. So um, that's kind of where I, I feel my experience has, has uh, lightened. Thank you. One one thing that came up for me there was when you, <clears throat> and I'm calling out a story that I just heard that that okay. that, and this is what I do. I pay attention to to the words that you say. Yeah. And what what came up for me when you said uh, that you know I'm obviously terrible at it. I'm obviously terrible at it. And yeah, I, I can understand how that's like, you know, almost like a passing passing statement because, you know, evidence shows that it hasn't worked out for me, you know, and, 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 and it's almost like the evidence is the lack of evidence. And, right. but I want to, I want to come back and like challenge that story okay. because that, that, that story is really, that story is really powerful and that story you know, in, in, in all of us, those stories that kind of drop in in what we're saying and those, those stories reflect a belief about ourselves, And those beliefs always can be challenged in a kind, loving way, much like I'm doing now. So with an abundance of kindness and love. But I want to... I want to ask, I want to ask sort of almost a scientific question, right? Because this is how we challenge a belief. Don't, don't ask me to do the alphabet backwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to fly. <laughs> Listener, viewer, alphabet backwards is how I get people to do a sound check when, <laughs> when we, before we start recording. Um, so, you know, uh, Angelo couldn't do it, but I challenged... I had to politely decline. <laughs> I, challenged, I challenged him to do it uh, next time he's... Uh, he's had a few drinks, uh, and I guarantee he'll probably be able to do it. <laughs> I should have spiked the coffee. I should have spiked the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> There's time for that. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the the story there, like, what evidence is there that you're bad at it? Is this evidence that you've received from men you've dated, or is this evidence perhaps that you've made up? I mean, it's a conclusion I've come to, but. When I look back and, you know, I, I haven't had a long-term relationship. Oh, I must, I must be bad. This is something I'm bad. Pack it up, kiddo. You're, you're no good. <laughs> and I mean, mind you, I don't, I don't, I don't know how, you know, if I can fully attribute everything to me. Did, maybe it was I was going to the wrong person. Sure. 
because I, I did kind of allude to this in my blog, you know, I'm not this, this alpha male jock dude that, you know, uh, I, it's, it, I'm, it, I'm not, I'm this, you know, uh, nerd that plays video games. I, I'm obsessed with, you know, uh, uh, female superheroes, you know, She-Ra, Gem, Sailor Moon, all these cartoon characters that I grew up with. I'm obsessed with Madonna. I used to do drag back in the day. And that's, you know, all these strong displays of femininity can be uh, a huge turnoff. And I've, I've had uh, guys who've, you know, this, this one, this one fellow I was briefly seeing, um, he wrote a list of all these things that he liked about me. And then he had a list of things he didn't like about me. And the only thing that he had on the, on the do not like list was the fact that I did drag. And then after he told me this, he just completely stopped talking to me. So it's, you know, it's, there's these elements of myself that I'm fully broadcasting. I'm not being shy about it, but uh, it seems like the people I've, I've chosen to, you know, try and develop something with they're um, they're like, yeah, I, I can't do this, dude. Sorry. You're, you're, we're done. So it's like, you're, you, you may like elements of me, but, a thing that makes up a, a big part of me you, you don't like so you know you want me to cut this out or you want me to you know get rid of it it's so w when i see this constantly happening you kind of start to question yourself well am i am i worthy of this am i you know mm. uh i mean now i'm at a point where it's like you know what you can you got both middle fingers you know it's, it's all or nothing right I, i'm not going to go through this this torture of of, of having to uh, you know, amputate parts of me that, you know, that uh, I enjoy displaying broadcasting to appease, you know, whatever weird fantasy you might need to fulfill. I just, I, I can't. So, um, I, yeah, I, um, that, that's been my, my, my experience. It's, it's a recurring thing, it seems like. So, mm. There's so much going on in me right now. <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> I think I feel like I just threw up on you. I'm so sorry. No, I, okay, like I'm not, I'm not having any, any of that. Thanks. Like we're, we're here to have this conversation, and it, like there's, there's so much in there. But you, you got to the point that I was going to ask about, okay. and it's worthiness, right? And sure. because that is, like, it, it feels to me that the part of your your um your 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 journey through life and 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 regular listeners and viewers will know that I don't like using the word journey but I say it all the time kind of sounds like it's you know we're on we're on Australian Idol or you know something like that we're on a reality show and you know we're talking about our journey through season 1 or something like that but um our path I don't know yeah yeah our path or you know <laughs> whatever it is but uh, for a word that I don't like saying I say it all all the time um but it feels to me that You've had, uh, you, you've, you've wrestled within yourself about your worthiness. Yeah. And with, with the, the kind of the, the dating, the relationships as the, uh, the subject, the catalyst perhaps for that, that wrestle with worthiness. How does that sit? Does that, does that seem, seem, seem right? Oh, yeah. Worthiness is something that I, I struggle with even just outside of relationships in my professional life. Am I good enough for this job that I'm doing? Do mm. I uh, deserve, you know, what I've created for myself? Uh, it, it, it really is. I seem to be a lot of the times my own best bully. Um, and I, I, the voice is still there. I feel like I've, I've, I've um, got a better grip on it, but I, I feel like I've come to this this realization as to you know why this voice is such an asshole to me you know wh why do I keep you know really shitting on myself and I I, I I'm 
it seems like after just kind of talking about it with myself as I do, you know, I'm, I'm doing this as a way to protect myself from mm-hmm. being hurt by anyone externally. So, hey, you can't hurt me as good as I can do it. You know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do a way better job than you. So you just, you stop right there, you know? So it's almost like trying to get every part of me calloused and, uh, you know, put, put the shields up kind of things just to make sure that no one else can do it. It, uh, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it really sucks. But I've, now that I've identified it, I feel like I've got a better grip on it and I can, I, I can just kind of wrestle with that voice a little bit better. What's the price that you've been paying for listening to that voice? I, I've ripped myself off of, of a whole bunch of experiences. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've wasted time because of it. I've, uh, you know, haven't developed the best relationship with myself because of it and possibly other, other people. Um, yeah, just fully, I, I've removed uh, potentially great experiences from, from myself because um, I let the wrong uh, message through. You potentially ripped yourself off, yeah, because you didn't think that you were worthy of them. Yeah, yeah, you don't, you don't get to pass. You, uh, you stay right where you are. Yeah, and even when something, you know, something good is happening in your life, you said, you said a few moments ago about you know sabotaging, and often when we when we have such a a low sense of our own self worth, or no sense of our self worth. When something good happens to us, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a compliment, whether it's a, um, a gift that someone's giving us, whether it's a job or a promotion or, or anything like that, we can sabotage it. Yep. I, oh, I don't deserve this. Or how long is this going to last? Or I, I'm going to screw this up good. You know, you know stuff like that. The, the voice is always there. And it's just... Uh, you know, again, I've gotten a bit, I've gotten better with it, but um, yeah, it's a bit annoying for the voice to still be there. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pardon, yeah. I probably shouldn't be saying those words, but uh, oh god, I've never sworn before ever on this podcast. It's fine. <laughs> um, I don't know what they say about Canadians being polite because I swear every chance I get. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you swear politely. Uh, um, I do. It's not at people. It's just kind of you know. Yeah. You know, like like Eddie Murphy. You know how he swears all the time, and you know, yeah. uh, kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think I think one of the things there is really is really clear, and when when we have that voice in our heads, and and I have a terrible voice in my head, I will share that the voice almost directed me through my entire life and stopped me from showing up. Stopped me from being me. You say you said amputate. The word amputate yep. yourself uh, or yeah. parts of yourself, and yeah. that's really apt. That's a that's a great word. I say edit, but I like amputate. So if I, if you hear amputate coming out of my mouth from now on, you know you just know Angelo that that's from you. Episode forty six. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the amputation episode. Um, put, the, put the reference point in there. Or whatever the, uh, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You, 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 you did that. Well done. Um, But one of the things that uh, that yeah, like you know, when you said that you edit yourself, you've 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 amputated parts of yourself, or 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 now resisting the call from others that you feel uh, to to amputate parts of yourself so they find you more pleasing to them. Yeah, that really landed with me. 
And I'm going to say that that really landed with the viewer and the listener because we, when we're growing up, so we're accepted because we, f- we don't sit in the norm. Mm-hmm. We sit, you know, on the margins it feels sometimes of society. So we're accepted. We edit that, those parts of ourselves. We amputate, we hide those parts of ourselves which others don't, seem, don't, don't like or may not like. We haven't gotten confirmation of that. We haven't had someone who's done us the service of writing up a pro and cons list. Um, and so we, we kind of deny parts of ourselves that, that we don't like, so we and, and others mightn't like, and that stops us showing up in the world. Mm-hmm. And the price that we pay for that, it's pretty much a one-way ticket to loneliness. Yeah. Sure as eggs, London to a brick, all of the things that say, yes, this is, this is almost 100% guaranteed, when you edit yourself, you lose yourself. And when you lose yourself, you become lonely. And with this, Angelo, I have to say that when it comes to worthiness and your struggle with worthiness, where you, where you say you are now, mm-hmm. where you're essentially like going, fuck you, I'm not going to edit parts of myself anymore. I'm going to celebrate me. I'm going, if not celebrate, I'm going to allow me to be. The light, the dark, the things that you celebrate about yourself, the things that you don't like about yourself and you don't really want the world to know about. It's all you. You need to own that. And that helps you show up in the world as you. And I'm going to say, Angelo, showing up in the world as you, listener, viewer, showing up in the world as you is so much more attractive and engaging yep. and like, than, than editing yourself and presenting yourself in a way in yep. a world that, that you think other people might think that you want them to think. And it's confusing, but we do it all the time. When we say it aloud, it's confusing. It's, it's a hard thing to keep up. <laughs> you know, just all, think of all the energy that you have to put into just like, ah, uh, who do I have to be again? Come on. Like yep. it's, yeah. You have to remember your lines. Yeah, yeah. And uh, no, I can't. Uh, I, I think a, a part um, that really helped me get through, because I, I did mention I, I, in the blog post, just in my 30s, I really struggled with the idea of being single. And I had this kind of idea that, oh, you know what? I'm in my 30s and I haven't had a relationship yet. Something must be wrong with me. I got to be this massive piece of shit that no one will ever want. And um, I just kind of had to have a revelation. Um, I think I used to uh, think of a relationship as being, you know, something is missing and this person is going to be that missing piece. You complete me. Yeah, no, that is really, I've realized this now, it's super dangerous. Yeah. Really, it's, it's a thin ice type of uh, um, argument or, 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 or thought process. Now, I'm more along the lines of, you know what, I'll work on me by myself. I'll, I'll do my own stuff. And if you want to come in, you're, you're the cherry on top or something. You're, yeah. you're, not, the, you're not the main course or the, the full dessert or whatever. You will add to my life. You will not complete it. Yeah. You know? 
I will learn things about you and maybe see a different side of, of things. Awesome. And you know what? You're going to learn about me too. And you're going to learn some things that uh, maybe you wouldn't be normally exposed to. And if you're not open to that, then uh, a nice Canadian fuck off. <laughs> yeah. 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 Politely. So, um, you know. Very politely, you know, <laughs> handshake followed by a smack in the face and off. <laughs> but it, and it, it, was, it was that. Anyway. <laughs> um, but it was it was that because I yeah I, I I had a very kind of unhealthy thought process towards what a relationship is and what it's going to do for me, and I really had to just kind of struggle my way through that uh, thought process to kind of redefine um, what that's what that needs to look like. And if if I am single forever, then I'm single forever. I'm not less of a person because of that. Um, if anything, it just kind of shows that you know what I've, I've stuck to my roots of who I am, and I didn't have to. Uh, you know, leave this life with anything missing uh, about who I am. You know, I didn't have to amputate excessively. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to gain some some very shallow approval. Right? And it's 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 shallow approval, but it's also approval whose like the definition of what meets approval is constantly changing and evolving. Right. And we kind of land. We we edit ourselves. We amputate parts of ourselves and mold ourselves to fit into a box and we fit into it and then the box moves. <laughs> so someone somewhere um, decides that, you know, the male aesthetic, the ideal male aesthetic is this. Yep. The ideal career is this. The ideal car to drive, the place to live, the furniture to own. Um, and we kind of land on it and where, you know, we, we've, we've made it for about five minutes and then it changes. And this this really resonates with me, Angelo. I have to say, you know, we're you know the same age, and and you know, yep. for me, over the last sort of five six years, it's like, no, okay, I'm done. I'm done with that. And if that makes me yep. sound like a tired old man, then it makes me sound like a tired old man who's brought me to this point right now, where I'm showing up in the world in this way. That's the words of an, of an enlightened man, and that explains all the, the illuminescence coming out of you. You know, right? know. You're, you're enlightened. I'm sorry. That's that's what it is. I'm going to have the, to put Christmas lights in the beard now, just to you know, <laughs> <laughs> all year round. I'm Santa. Um, but, that's awesome. <laughs> but but one of the, the listener viewer, I mean, perhaps this resonates with you, and perhaps this you know you're not quite at that point in your life yet. But one of the things that I want to say right here is that like a big lesson to to learn and to reflect upon is how you're editing yourself to fit in how you have edited yourself to fit in and perhaps for very good reason very very good reason it kept you safe it stopped you from being beaten up it like physically beaten up it may have stopped you from uh, or lessened the impact of emotional harm being done to you um, or, or mental, like physical, mental, emotional harm being done to you. So it's for very good reason. And Angelo, one of the things that you said, you know, about that, that the nasty inner critic that you have, I have one too. And as I said, you know, ruled my life. I call him Joe. And, and Joe is named after the kid who, who, when I was 14, like, just like was horrible, like such a bully, such a bully to me. Um, driving me to the point of attempting suicide to make it stop. And I was at boarding school 
Um, so, you know, uh, a, a, a Catholic boys boarding school. Um, you and okay. I went to a Catholic school too, all boys Catholic school. Yeah. Yeah. We have very similar background. My goodness. So this is, you know, boys boarding, but then like co-ed um, day school. And oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So thankfully there was, there were, there were, you know, uh, moderating voices around of, of, of women, but that, that I didn't have. No. Uh, and that's kind of, you know, I kind of wish I had that too growing up just to have that counterbalance. You know? Yeah. But when, when yeah. you, when you bullied at boarding school, like from the time you wake up to the time that you go to sleep and indeed, even when you're asleep, like you're a target. Yeah, no, escape. no there, there was no escape. And so that was, you know, seemed at the time to my 14 year old mind, a logical escape. Um, which, you know, very thankful that I didn't do it. Yeah, however, yeah. however, like taking the power back, because I recognized that the, the way that my inner critic spoke to me, when I identified that it was, you know, came from the time that I was 14 and trying to keep myself safe, trying to keep myself yeah. from being seen and judged and ridiculed and harmed, that I took all of that on and I just sort of did everyone the convenience of putting that into my head. And Angela, that's, that's my invitation to you is, well, first of all, like name it, name the voice. Yeah. Dick, do you say? Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. like on, 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 on Dick's credit card, is it like, you know, Richard? <laughs> Richard Floresco or is it... That, that would be too polite. No, he's just a dick. Yeah. Okay. But be kind. Be kind to Dick. <laughs> okay. Because, right. I mean, that, that's general good advice anyway, but be kind to Dick. But the... Right. Be kind to Dick because Dick is you. Yeah, and again, I, I do realize, you know, why that voice is there. It's, it's not to really... Uh, truly paralyze me or, or you know hurt me it is uh, to to protect me in a way from you know everyone else outside okay you know what I, I can I can hurt myself better than you can so I if if I can take this on I can take all you bitches on yeah you know yes that's, that's kind of the, the rationale behind this this, uh, uh, this nasty voice right yes Just, you know put your, put your dukes up get ready uh, no one's gonna hurt you like I can hurt you yeah <laughs> so just yeah. go and 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 Dick, Joe, they manifest in different ways, like in not different ways, but in many different ways, but in many similar ways. And so an invitation to all of us is to consider like how we, you know, generally a work context is a really good way of doing this. And and you've got an idea and your boss is there and like, you know, important people are in this meeting and you've got an idea. How do you start what you're about to say? Do you apologize? It's like, and I, I would do this all the time. I thought it was charming. I thought it was charming. And, and I would say words similar to, the, similar to, I don't know how relevant this is. This is probably really wrong. This is completely off topic or something like that. And I don't know how about, about you, Angelo, but for me, I, I began to fear to the point of wanting to avoid it forever the pause that pause after i shared where people would go oh yeah. and and 
whatever whatever was said after that, it was almost to the like the equivalent in my mind. How I translated in my mind was like, "That's really nice, Phil. The grown-ups are going to go and talk properly over here now. You get your crayons, you play with your Lego, you just you know let the grown-ups do their thing now." I now know that you know, and 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 you're nodding a lot. I now know that you know my my perspective, my insight was actually something that they'd never thought of before. And I've, I've had the, the same experience, you know. Uh, you, you see this volley of, of ideas happening, and then I've got something completely different brewing, and then in the back of my mind, because I'm in a very collaborative position at work, uh, mm. work on projects for, for building uh, learning materials and all that, um, and, and I have a strong background in multimedia, so I always kind of approach um, projects with that sort of, sort of lens. And, um, yeah, these there's like an echo chamber happening in front of me of all mm. these, you know, uh, really they're kind of stuck in a certain path. And then I'm, I'm almost a bit too scared to speak up because it, it seems like it's so out of left, left field. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but you know, I, thankfully I have these constant experiences of, I'm just surprising myself, mm. you know? So this is, this is kind of uh, a, a task too, that I've given to myself, you know, just get your fucking ass out there and just surprise yourself with what you're going to, you know, how you uh, navigate these types of conversations and these situations and just, you know, be ready to surprise yourself at really what you've got to offer. And it really takes a lot of coaxing sometimes mm. and just, you know, I've got, you know, Dick on this side, but then I've got coach Floresco on the other side, just saying, you know, go, yeah, come on, go. Now's the time. Pounce, jump. Yep. Right. Yeah. And then I, thankfully I have these moments of like, wow, I, Yes, they, they got it. I had to really, uh, you know, explain it in such a way or whatever. But uh, I, I do have these moments where I su surprise myself with, uh, you know, my contribution. But it, it takes a lot of coaxing. Yeah. You know. And so what about, what about then in your, like, relationships? Like, relationships with other humans may or, not, may or may not be, like, romantic relationships, but, like, platonic relationships or, you know, but let's sort of have the, the, the cover or the umbrella term of, of relationships. Yeah. How, how, like, if, you, if you're doing it at work, if you've had that realisation at work, yeah. have you had that similar realisation about how you're showing up and contributing in interactions with other humans? Uh, yeah, I mean, hmm. I, I just feel the, the way I interact, I don't always need to be jumping in and, and voicing my opinions. And, and I, I'm a, a bit more of the introverted side than extroverted. I, I like to say that I'm a fake extrovert. Uh, you know, I enjoy being around people, but I also really do enjoy that, uh, in that quiet time. Mm. Uh, but, you know, when it comes to, you know, if, if I feel that I have something that's worthy to say, I don't, I'm talking about my, my circle of friends here. I don't feel, you know, out of place by, by speaking up or, 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 you know, adding to the, to the conversation. Um, yeah, I do, I do have a, a really good circle of friends now, thankfully it's taken, you know, a few iterations of, of social groups to, to get through. Um, like I, you know, I mentioned it in the blog post, you know, when I was in my twenties and I was finally out and I found my tribe, you know, there was people that I shared interests with and uh, people who really got me. And it was finally like I, like I had this ability to explode and, and, and really be myself and woo, just have fun. And, uh, you know, that's kind of why I mentioned, you know, I didn't really think about intimacy because I was because I was getting to actually interact with people and, and be social. So it's like almost like um, this this whole idea of being social was a brand new thing for me. Yeah. And intimacy yeah. just kind of it didn't, it didn't matter at that point because... 
I have friends now that get me and I can crack jokes and they get the references, mm. you know. Uh, so that's that's what I what I meant to when I when I mentioned that I didn't really care about intimacy at that point. It's just because I was so enthralled by having this new experience of having you know a social circle of people that I got. Um, but it's, sorry, that was really roundabout way. No, no, no. Point. No, because uh, because intimacy, I think that's is that not intimacy? Uh, sure. You know, you know, you're right. It it is. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It is. If you felt that yeah. you were you were showing up, I mean, while it may not have been, you know intimate in that kind of romantic right you know sexual intimacy let's say intimacy there's a certain intimacy in showing up as you are in that moment right yeah does that reframe things for you uh it does yeah i just yeah i think it it is typical just to kind of equate intimacy to you know strictly romantic uh or, or sexual but no there's there's different levels for sure and I also just, when you're mentioning about uh, yourself as, as, a, as a teenager, you know, I, I realize now looking back, the idea of, of amputating was kind of a learned behavior mm. uh, to protect myself because I, I, I did that. And that's why I think it was, um, it's, it's, it's tough to revisit that, um, those, uh, those situations in a way, because, you know, I think back to that young kid who I used to, I, I would bring, I made the mistake of bringing dolls to school to play mm. with. Mm. and oh, 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 oh man i yeah i got it good right and uh i was in the same school from grade one to grade 12 and so this reputation chased me all the way into my high school years oh that's the that's the homo that played with dolls you know that that kind of stuff right yeah. so um i had to amputate these parts of me these interests these likes in order to just fly under the radar and, and make sure no one um uh, no one talked to me, I guess. No one noticed me because I didn't want to be known as that guy. Which kept you safe. Yeah, yeah. And, totally. but yeah, like, you don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, no, like that, I, 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 I know, yeah, for sure. But it was definitely a, a long learning process. Yeah. One of the things that links all of this as well in that, you know, the editing, the, you know, and the price that we pay for editing. One of the clues that we, that we get is enough. The concept of enough, the concept of enoughness. And this is a tricky concept. But in, in, in your blog, uh, Angelo, you mentioned about, you know, I think it was during your, your 30s. Was it either twenties or thirties? And you, you know, were getting feedback that you weren't masculine enough. And I think it was linked to that, you know, the the the, the guy who, you know, gave you his pros and the benefit of his pros and cons list. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Um, and and I feel this is this is a a concept that is worthy of exploration every time it comes up and if i can give you angelo and the viewer and the listener a um a, a, you know a tip whenever we hear the word said within us or we say it aloud and indeed around us you know it's not something i'm not something enough i'm not fit enough i'm not skinny enough i'm not big enough i'm you know, um, 
my cock is not big enough. My bank account is not big enough. My car, my apartment. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not enough. I'm not enough. That is like that enoughness and dick, that enoughness and Joe, that's, that's kind of like Dick and Joe's calling cards. Right. Yeah. That's how we know that Dick and Joe are active. Yeah. And the, 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 the advice that I give is almost like a doctor tapping your knee with that funky little hammer to test your reflexes. Needs to be who says, who says, who says. Mm-hmm. And generally... And rarely the answer is, well, this is the established fact that I know within myself. This is a story generated by you or given to you by someone else. But generally, a story that you've generated at a time when you were trying to make sense of someone else's words and actions. And at that time, you may have made 2 plus 2 equals 17. And you've been carrying around 17 as the answer to everything in your life that has something remotely to deal with this. And so when you get feedback from someone who says that you're not masculine enough, according to whom? Who says? Because I get this all the time. In, in feedback on the loneliness guy on socials. Something about, like, something about enough. And the smart-ass in me, generally I don't engage, but the smart-ass in me, know this, <laughs> the smart-ass in me just sort of, oh, my God, thank God, someone from the gay or the queer office of the United Nations has reminded me of the internationally sanctioned, internationally agreed rule on all things gay, queer, rainbow spectrum. Thank you. Thank you. Evidently, I was on the wrong side of international law. You know, the great treaty of, I don't know, like somewhere. Yeah. Like the smart ass in me is like, oh, thank you. Thank you, faceless man on the internet who's like scared and angry and has been triggered by something. Thank you for telling me exactly how wrong I am and, you know, how right you are. I shall be coming to you for everything now, for anything to do with me and my work. Thank you so much. That must be an exhausting role. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Because we we, we only need one flavor of gay, right? It's like, come on. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. We're we're homosexual. We're not not homogenized, right? Exactly. So, (laughs) So, my question to you is, where is that concept of masculine enough coming from uh not for me <laughs> yeah it's 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 an external uh you know it, it's from everywhere you know it, it's um yeah i mean i i do think the idea of of um feminine femininity well i can't get that word out <laughs> is a bit more em- embraced these days as, as to opposed to when i was first out and you know there's just a, a shift in perspective with people you know, the, the, the trans movement has become uh, very prominent. We're, we're really branching out here. There's a lot more yeah. uh, exposure, which is, which is great. And the shows on TV that we see, you know, uh, everything is, is really kind of giving us more context and connection and, and reference points. So we don't have this just this, this you know, 
uh, this side and that side. It's we have this full 360 uh, viewing point now. Uh, it seems like so. I, I think there is a, a shift happening, but there is also uh, you know uh, some people stuck in the dark ages too. Right? Mm. Yeah, the shift is good. Yeah, diversity, yeah. diversity is a great thing. Yeah, I, I really generalize that by just kind of throwing some words in there. But I mean, there's a lot more going on yeah. than, it, than, it, than when I was first out. And, uh, you know, the, the acronym has, has expanded. The, <laughs> the uh, pride flag has expanded. Yeah. You know, we are uh, an inclusive group. So this is, and if we have to show, you know, our straight brothers and sisters or, or people from different cultures how it's done, then let's let's do it. Mm. I, and, and, and I think while that, that evolution is a fantastic thing. That is an absolutely fantastic thing for yeah. the community to to do because it helps more people feel like they belong. Completely. Yeah. And humans always want to belong. Yeah. When, like, it, it's one thing for community and society to evolve in however community and society evolves, but the individuals within that community, the individuals that make up society, are each, we're all carrying these stories within us about our worthiness for love and belonging. We're bringing those into the conversations. And so we can kind of occupy, and, and loneliness is a paradox. Loneliness is rich in paradoxes where we can both be in community but not feel like we're there. Where we can be there, but we don't feel like we're worthy of being there. We can be in a relationship, but not feel like we're worthy of being in a relationship. Yeah. We, can be, we can show up in the world in a certain way to help that we feel that we belong, saying the things, wearing the things, looking like the thing. But the paradox is you could do all of the things but still don't feel like you belong because you're carrying around all this shit that stops you from yeah. turning up, from showing up in as you. How's that landing with you? Yeah, it, uh, it just that kind of brought me back to my 30s when I was, you know, running in these social circles where I, I had this, you know, all these friends just pouring out from everywhere. Um, but... <laughs> It just, they, they were just party friends, you know, they were my, my, the, the good time people. When I, when I really thought about it, I was like, I don't, I don't know any of you. Yeah. I, you you're, you're just there to, you know, down a shot with me and have a good laugh. And, and, and that's kind of it. So I, whatever I felt like I had in numbers, as far as, you know, all these people in, in my social circle, I, did I, did I really have any connection? I, I really, really didn't. And that's kind of what I made the realization that I don't think this, this uh, social circle is, is for me. It just, it's, it's quite empty. Mm. That's a tough realization, isn't it? Yeah. That's yes. a very, yeah. that's a very lonely time. Yeah. And, and just seeing the, the, the loyalty that they would employ with their other friends and the way that we treat each other. It was just, it was quite venomous really. Um, and quite sad to see. And then it just, that was the moment where I'm like, well, uh, I don't, I don't think <laughs> this is not something I, I need. And, I am a fun person. I can have fun with anyone. I don't need to have fun with you people. And yeah. it was just time to take a quick exit up the back. <laughs> yeah. That's almost like <laughs> your worthiness strikes back. Uh, yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. That was when uh, the coach was on, on my side and said, okay, let's get out of here. Yep. You're done. <laughs> you're, you're worthy of more. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually, I don't want to like gloss over that. That's an uncomfortable, but really necessary awareness. But I will say the, the motivation that pulled me out wasn't necessarily, um, I deserve better. It was more, Ooh, I don't like what they're doing to each other. Like they're, it wasn't, it wasn't a me thing. It was what they were doing to each other. Like I didn't like how they were manipulating and hurting each other. It wasn't necessarily that, that, that they did something to me or I need to move out of this because they were doing something to me. Um, I, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. But I didn't necessarily do it for, for me. I did it for, because I was, I wasn't uh, an approval of how their, their values didn't line up with mine. There we go. Did you fear that you were next? I, I could have been, you know, something was going on behind the scenes, who knows, right? But uh, yeah, there was kind of that, that idea too, like, oh, when does the, the wheels stop on me, right? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, sure, for sure. I think what's, what's coming up for me is that that's still your worthiness. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. you know, if, if, you know, you go, let's go with the coach thing. Like, that's the coach blowing the whistle going, all right, Angelo, this is not for you. These are not your people. You're worthy of yeah. more. And right. it might be that you were scared, justifiably scared, that that, was yeah. that, that the attention was going to turn on you. Because, yeah. you know, generally speaking, if people are speaking about other people behind their backs, they're speaking about you behind your back too. Behind, yeah, behind. Yeah. So, you know, and this, this is where, where gossip, where gossip and drama is such fake connection. It feels like it, 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 it really... Gossip and fake feels like connection until you're the it's, subject of gossip. Yeah, it's baseless. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's it's connection made of, of sand. Right. And, you know, it feels good. It feels good to be part of the crowd and know the secret and, and to, you know, ingo- indulge yeah, in the me. salacious details of who you're who, the inside. You're, you're part of that, that VIP, you know? Yep. 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 And, and, this is like really common and, and, you know, identifying that, you know, the friends that you had at a certain point were essentially the good time friends. Good time friends. Yeah. And I've written and I've got content on this um, based on, you know, uh, lessons that I learned uh, about friendship. And at this point, if you're not familiar with it, I'll say it very quickly. Um, You know, a friend we're very quick. We're very quick to call people friends. Yeah. And I don't know if this is a social media thing, if this is like, you know, I've got 700,000 friends on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. They're not your friends. They're just people who know your name. There's a big yeah. difference. People who are watching you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And so what we do is, is like, oh no, they're, you know, my best friend and stuff like that. Right. The test is who it's 3am and you're having a crisis whatever it is, who do you call? Who do you call, yeah. Then, it's 3 a.m., they're having a crisis. Who's on that list calling you? Mm -hmm. Who's on both those lists? Yeah. That's the test of friendship. Who's on both those lists? And for some of us, if we've got like, you know, 
17,000 followers or something, friends on Instagram or, or you know, Facebook or TikTok or, or whatever it is, surely there's not 17,000 people who are going to be there at 3 a.m. for you. Yeah. It's probably three. And if there's any more than five, probably being a bit liberal. But if you've got three, you're winning at life. They're the people who, when you're at your worst, they're there for you. When they're at their worst, they're reaching out to you and you're there for them. That's, that's connection. Someone who goes, you know what, it's 8 o'clock on a Friday night. Let's go and have a few drinks. Get a bit loose. See what's going on. Great. Have those friends. They're people to hang out with. But one of the things when we're experiencing loneliness, and you had this moment, Angelo, of like, nope, fuck this. I'm not, take, yeah. I'm not putting up with this shit. Yeah. But one of the things when we experience loneliness, we can be terrified. Absolutely fucking shit our pants terrified of making that go, no. Making that, making that decision of like, no, yeah. that's not for me. You're not for me. Because we are terrified of, the, of what happens next. I, I totally was. I was. I'm like, I, I don't know if I can do this. Uh, you know, what, what's my life going to look like now um, with this <laughs> incredibly shrunken social circle? Uh, I ended up being okay. It was fine. It was a, it, it was an adjustment for sure, um, but it, it wasn't like um, it, it wasn't a, a hard amputation. <laughs> it wasn't a painful amputation by any means. Because the limb was yeah. already dead. Yeah, yeah. That that was a wart, not not a limb. Yeah. Okay. Oh, good one. <laughs> Good one. I like that. <laughs> you, that that caught. Maybe I didn't just make the coffee after all. I'm, I'm no, it's just like you, you, you uh, coffee brewed from the water of the font of wisdom. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, what a, there's there's so much in this conversation that I feel like again, like I, I I admire, like I love and admire the courage and the bravery that you have in being you. It takes a lot, Angelo, to sit and reflect in the way that you have. And then it takes a lot to sit and reflect and then share it. And here at The Loneliness Guy, I'm all about making sure that we're destigmatizing loneliness. We're destigmatizing gay loneliness. If we're going to destigmatize it, we need to actually talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. And this is why it was such an easy decision. So I'm just, I'm very thankful you offered this platform because uh, it, it needs to be established. Yeah. So thank you. It, I, I receive that. Thank you. One, one thing that I think, again, the, the concept of alignment comes up. And how aligned, how aligned to your values are your words, thoughts, and actions do you feel right now? aligned to my value uh i i think they're they're they work pretty well together now it's been uh a bit of a journey or path <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was don't going to say the yeah oh, phew, okay i've censored myself I don't do that um, <laughs> yeah a lot better than i was you know 10 years ago uh yeah and it's, it's it, it it has been a lot of um 
it's taken a lot of reflection, having these strong conversations with myself. Um, yeah, to really make sure that I'm, I'm um, representing myself the way I want to, and also um, ensuring that the people around me are uh, aligned with, you know, who I want to be and what I want out of out of uh, uh, my relationships. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like I'm I'm on the right path. Well done, because I'm pretty sure I asked, "How does that feel?" Uh, and you responded, "Oh well, I think that." One of the things that we often do is rather than feel, like we feel emotions and we think thoughts, but we often respond to emotions by thinking. Okay, yes. Uh, and yeah. so I, I'm, I'm generally always paying attention to like, you know, I deliberately ask questions of like, how does that feel? It's like, oh, I think yeah. that. No, no, <laughs> like, get, get out of your head. Kind of a trick question, but no, I tricked myself. Really. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> but, but, you, but you, 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 you said, you know, I feel like, you know, this is, this is more, essentially more aligned. What, like one final sort of concept that I wanted to to explore in in having you know that that I'm big in forking the roads, yeah, and where we sort of go all right left right left being the same right being something different, and when we're not feeling worthy of something, we we keep going left we keep going left and the path to loneliness is is paved by going left all the time or more often than going right and we make we imagine going right being terrifying and scary and 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 all of that kind of stuff and you know it's generally never as bad as we've made it out to be mm-hmm. but one of the things that you've said a couple of times through the the the, the conversation angelo um which i have to say is like absolutely nourishing my soul uh and the thing it's like you know i've had some hard conversations with myself and I just want to explore that just a little bit and just just quickly because one of the things that we that we do when we're lonely is that we can often want to go within and fix it ourselves. Yeah. And that can work. That can work and like, you know, the sheer force of will and, and all that kind of stuff. But it kind of negates the point of loneliness. Right. Because if you had the answers yeah. within yourself... Like from day one, like we'd learn that shit at school, we'd graduate high school and never need to go to university because we're done. Like we've, we've got it all sorted within ourselves. Yeah. And so I, I want to just explore that. Like, was that, you know, solely within yourself that you did that or were there people by your side? Uh <laughs> Yeah, sure. There's, there's definitely people by my side. Um, you know, now in particular, I do have a, a, a good circle of friends. But also, I do have to kind of, you know, whenever something doesn't go my way or goes wrong or you know doesn't doesn't work out the way I anticipated, you know, the only thing that get, when I get some really shit results and I'm feeling really shit about it, you know, the only thing that kind of gets me through is the idea that you know what did I do. How did I contribute to this to get myself here? You know, let's say I had a big argument with someone and, uh, you know, it just got really ugly and that person was fully in the wrong. Fine. Okay. Whatever. But, you know, what did I do to really make this kind of fall apart? Because 
I can't control or manipulate or have any, you know, power over what this person or what this situation has done. I'm the constant in this equation. So, you know, in order to avoid this happening again, I've got to do something to, to fix this because I can't sit here and wait for the situation to change on its own or that person to wake up and be like, oh, I was an asshole. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the only thing that really helps me get out of bed the, the next morning when something bad has happened is, okay, I got, I got to change something here. Whether it's like, okay, this person's an asshole and he's out. I can't, I can't deal with this person anymore. Or maybe I need to approach with a bit more empathy or, you know, just listen more. I, I don't know, but yeah, a lot of it is, it's, it's my life. Yeah. So I, I can't, I can't just go around pointing the fingers all the time because um, I have to, no one's going to no one's going to offer me that sort of level of uh, I'll I'll fix it for you. You know what? You know it's it's like winning a lottery kind of yeah. thing. You know yeah. it's, it's 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 too much of a lucky type of uh, wishful thinking. Like oh yeah, the the whole world's falling down. Everything's you know, um, and, and I'll wave my magic wand and fix it for you, Angelo. No, I gotta I gotta rebuild myself and and change. And you know, I I also do like to think about that. Uh, the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over <laughs> and expecting a different result mm, going going left how going left going times, left mm. how many times have i knocked myself in, into the wall there just thinking okay this time is going to be different i've yeah. done exactly everything the same but for whatever reason the stars are aligned and i'm going to do this exact same method and off we go so yeah it, it yeah no i do have uh, good people supporting me that i can bounce ideas off of but initially or or most of all you know, it is me that's in control here, and I have mm. to kind of navigate this myself. And it it uh, it is always my contribution to that situation that's helping to shape what's what's gone wrong. So I, I've got to you know, reevaluate that or reassess that, right, and figure out something new. I love that because it, it you know what you do what you said is is absolutely true. And when it comes to loneliness, when it comes to anything sort of like bad in life, yeah, yeah. you know, it's yours. Yeah, your loneliness. When it comes to loneliness and worthiness, that's that's an issue that you have to deal with because it's yours. And no one is going to come along like a fairy godfather and wave his magic wand and fix it for you. And you know that. Yeah. But when it comes, uh, but you know, you don't get to do that work by yourself. Right. It's your work to do, yeah. but you get to have, as you've acknowledged, a great group of people around you to help you and yeah. support you. To hold you to account. That's, yeah, that's going to be a place where I need to uh, develop myself more because I really do try and solve it on my own. Mm. And I probably need to be like, okay, this is all mine. Only I can fix this and no one else has the insight. And so you bring up a good point because, yeah, I, I do. It's the idea of not wanting to burden people. Ah. And it's the, also the idea of, you know, <laughs> oh, he said the ah, oh boy. Mm. <laughs> now I'm in trouble. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely the idea of, of burdening people and also, you know, oh, I got this. I can figure this out. I got myself into this. I can get myself out. Yeah. So that would be the, the stubborn chorus in me that's um, acting out. That's Dick. That's Dick wanting to keep you safe. Uh, right. Yeah. I, I argue that that's Dick wanting to keep you safe. And yeah. there is magic, absolute connective magic when you allow other people in. And it's, by other people, it's not everyone because it's a privilege. It's a privilege to be let in. Yeah. But, yeah, absolutely. Like, you've, you've made it this far. 
But when it, when it comes to, you know, uncomfortable thoughts and feelings, you know, when it, uh, about loneliness, this, the whole, you know, it's my problem, I got myself into it, I need to get myself out of it. Yeah. Dangerous. Right. Yeah. And that, to me, is a response rooted in shame. Uh, yeah. And I, you know... It is always a pleasure, not a pleasure, an honor and a privilege to hear someone's struggle with shame. And often it's such like connective gold that we can often like want to hack it. But when it's genuine and real, you know, and, and we can often want to hack it and, you know, we probably all have seen on, on social media someone who's like, ah, I'm really sad. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. This happened. and But that's okay. I'll fix it myself and stuff. It's like, oh, that is actually like you're letting everybody in and that's a response to shame as well. Um, and there's there's a balance. There's a balance there. But my invitation to you, Angelo, is when next, not if, but when next, to reach out to someone who has earned the right to hear or who, who you know will respond with empathy and encourage you to be curious and be curious with you together. Because, yeah, you have to do the work. It's you and your circumstances and your unique mix of thoughts feelings and emotions and, you know, words, thoughts and actions. Yeah. It's for you to do, but you don't do it alone. Mm-hmm. And we can often want to do everything as a fully self-contained island mm-hmm. because if we don't do it, we're not disappointing anyone but ourselves. Yeah, fully. Yeah. It's my little secret. Yeah. <laughs> and we'd much, rather, we'd much rather disappoint ourselves than we would anyone else. Oh, yeah. You don't want that on, on, on stage, you know, full broadcast. Yeah. But it's, it's not. It's not full broadcast. Right. And, you know, you try something new, you're going to fail. Fail. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work out first time. You're not going to get the results you always want. But God, it's so much better when you're living life with someone else in your corner. Yeah. Someone who goes, shit, Angelo, that was pretty terrible. I love how you like ran straight into that wall. That was amazing. Again. Yeah. How about like with that energy, like we point a little bit in that direction and then we go, oh, you hit a wall again. That's okay. Like, and you do that for them and they do that for you. And you yeah. know, it doesn't have to be in a relationship to do that. It, but like, you know, someone who, who, you know, a friend, family member, coach, a connection mentor, perhaps, <laughs> who can help you like go, huh, like, I love the energy, love how committed you are to doing it. Like, there is absolutely no guarantee that you're not going to whack into a wall again, but you're doing it as you. And that seems to be the best thing in life, to be you. But I would, I would want, I, I want to challenge that whole, I'm just going to keep myself nice and safe and tidy. That's dick. Yeah. Yeah. That's a dick that's move. Yeah, that's a, that's a dick move. Oh, that's, that's definitely an area of opportunity. And thank you for bringing that to uh, 
I, I never got my thoughts to that direction. So that's that's some good insight. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. One of the things that, and I, I want to sort of finish up on this post uh, on, on this on this part. So dating and loneliness now, and the date and and you know how like are you dating at the minute? Are you are you you know out there? You know. Uh, so, uh, I was, uh, in school for the past five years and I, and I just wrapped up in springtime. So, um, a lot of stress has come off my back. I still have a good amount of stress on me, but, uh, <laughs> it's not to the extent I'm not surrounded by deadlines. So, um, the timing has been, uh, good with, you know, we've had great weather here, the world's opening up again. So yeah, I have been kind of, uh, getting back into the field, um, and I'm just, I'm just doing it just out of, uh, you know, let's put yourself out there. No expectations. Um, let's just, let's just get back in the game, kid. <laughs> my, my advice, my advice to you is this. It's great to put yourself out there, but please, Angelo, the world is waiting for you to be you. You've been waiting for you to be you. And so that advice, like, we need to put the emphasis on a different syllable uh, in in that 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 sentence of putting myself out there, right? Put myself out there, right? And Angelo, like, I feel like just so privileged to have had this conversation with you because your yourself is a beautiful, rich human who is having like who is absolutely committed to having a human experience and putting yourself out there is what the world needs thank you he who likes thank she-ra you. madonna um and yeah. uh what was it, Pat Benatar? Like other music that you you oh, shared Pat with Matt, me? Yeah, yeah. You shared with me. I, I do have a bit of a, I do have a, a bit of a litmus test now. It's more of an age thing. If they can't name three Madonna songs, I got I got to say bye. <laughs> <laughs> that might not work out. <laughs> it's more of an age thing than anything. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you know you, you're. I think that's that's good. You know, you, you, no, no, no. You might want to just have a questionnaire uh, on potential suitors. <laughs> yes. It's like, look, this is just going to cut. Like, you know, this is this. Is, you know, if, if you can't do this, this like all the best, all the best to you. But yeah, this is not yeah. Work we, out. we might not connect right yeah. now. This could be a, more, more of a, a tutorial than, than a date. Yeah, actually. yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you bring a whiteboard to the uh, yeah. Uh, to the, <laughs> To the date that's in yeah. the world, right yeah, here. Yeah, is yeah. A. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's you know, and and you know, with with diagrams and stuff. Um, yeah. uh, it's like you know, own the own it. That that's all I was going to say. But <laughs> but Angelo, I can't wait to see how you're putting yourself out there because you being you, listener viewer, you being you, and me being me is what the world needs. believe in sin which i really don't but i mean it's, it's, it's if, there, if you're going to commit a sin the biggest sin to commit is to not uh share yourself with the world yeah that's the only thing i think you know so this is something that kind of i remind myself to like just just get out there dude just get out there yep <laughs> yep yep you know? be you be you and every day every day won't look the same and that's fine yeah yeah angelo 
Thank you so much. I want to I'll just sort of wrap this up. How are you feeling now? Oh, good. I, I could I could go on. This is a, you're you're a great facilitator. So it, it's just great to you know. This is our first conversation, right? So mm. it's always a bit unnerving at first, you know. And uh, yeah, so thank you. I, I feel a lot more at ease. Uh, this this has been great and and really good. Uh, some good good talking points here and some good. Um, you've given me give me some reflection that I never would have probably gotten to on my own. So thank you. You're very welcome. And you know, it. I, I mean, I mean this each and every time. It is a privilege and an honor. It's a privilege and an honor, and like it, 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 it's. I find it inspiring. You being you helps me to be me. Well, thank you. It's insane. This is you know, if anything, this is kind of it. it raises it, it strengthens your point that yeah, you should not be afraid to uh, tackle all these issues on your own, because again, you, you've offered me some insight that I wouldn't have thought. You know, I, I feel like I'm pretty honest with myself. However. Uh, yeah, I don't think I would have gotten to the, these these points uh, by myself. So this is this has been really cool, actually. Yeah, thank I'm you. Here. I'm here for you, Angelo. I am. I'm here for you. Just like there's people in my corner who are there for me. So, Good. Good. yeah, thank you. Thank you. And so, thank you so much for joining us for coffee today, Angelo. And I can't wait to see how you show up in the world from now on. Thank you so much for joining us for Connection Over Coffee. Again, Phil, thank you for, for doing what you do. This is a huge service to the community. So um, please keep going. Thank you. I intend to. Thanks so much. Thanks, Angelo. <laughs> All right. I chatted with Angelo for a little longer after I stopped recording and told him about how much I admired his courage and how his sharing prompted further reflection about loneliness within myself. I reiterated how much of a privilege it was to witness his story, and I'm sure He'd love to hear from you if you were touched by his courage and bravery too. The details of how you can do that are in the show notes. Angelo, again, simply thank you. That's it for this episode. Remember that there's a lot of content on my site, thelonelinessguy.com, designed to serve and support you as you learn from your loneliness and to destigmatize gay loneliness and help you get the type of soul-nourishing connection you need and deserve. Go to the site and check out the services me and my team provide you when you're ready to take a step towards growth and moving beyond your loneliness towards getting that authentic connection, the love and belonging that you need and deserve. Remember, you don't have to stay in the miserable comfort of your loneliness. You can choose growth. You can choose connection. And me and my team are here for it when you're ready. You won't miss any content if you join the mailing list. Joining the mailing list means that you're no longer subject to the whims of the social media gods and their algorithms. Joining the mailing list is free, and you'll receive emails from me letting you know when there's been new content uploaded or something else interesting is happening at The Loneliness Guy. Or for something more interactive with me, how about joining me in a wonderful group of other gay men learning from their loneliness and are supporting each other as we do connection. Come and join the Premium Connection Lounge on Facebook. It's free to join, and you can join us for monthly Zoom calls, inspiring chats, and exclusive insights into the work happening at The Loneliness Guy. Follow the links in the episode description if you're interested in either or both of these options. And if you got something from this episode, why not buy me a coffee to say thanks? There's a PayPal link in the episode description, and any money received from your contribution through PayPal goes into me continuing this work, and it's always appreciated. I sincerely thank you in advance. 
If you have a question for me or any feedback, reach out to me on socials or send an email to connect at thelonelinessguy.com. And remember to like, comment, rate, and share this episode. It helps me out enormously and helps others in your social circle who may be quietly experiencing loneliness to know that they're not alone and that you're also a safe space to talk about loneliness and how it can make us feel. I really do appreciate you joining me for coffee today, Yara, and until next time, take care of yourself and stay courageous as you do connection. All sounds that you heard in this episode were recorded at Prefab Eatery on Jesse Street, Wellington. All views expressed in this episode are my own and are intended to support, challenge and inspire gay men to consider the issue of loneliness and increase awareness of the need for authentic connection with themselves, with others and their communities as an antidote to loneliness. They are not intended to, nor should they, replace the advice of a licensed helping professional. Please consult the resources page on my website, The Loneliness Guide. If you feel that you need the services of a licensed helping professional. Thanks for listening.